A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Well, hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there, and welcome to another episode here of Connect Those Dots, a humble little podcast, and I'm your humble little host, Joe. So, bro? So, dot connectors, this week I'm not going to waste any time because, uh, indicated by the title alone, you can tell that we have uh, a lot to talk about today, a lot to dive into today. I'm going to try and pack it into a nice, tight, condensed, one-hour, good old, fun, connect-those-dots podcast for you. So, let's start with uh, the Ukraine situation, shall we? The Ukraine. The crisis in the Ukraine. Things are really uh, reaching a boiling point with the Ukraine situation. You know, in the past few weeks, we've had Biden go out to Europe fly over to Europe and hang out and bang the war drums and give war propaganda speeches and demonize Russia, demonize Russian people, demonize Vladimir Putin, you know, because Vladimir Putin is a, is essentially Satan in the modern day, you know, but, you know, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky and, and Joe Biden, they're, they're the good guys. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so let's let's take a step back and just understand how this war, how this conflict really reached the the boiling point that it is right now. There's always been conflict between Russia and Ukraine. They're almost like the Middle East, you know. There's all sorts of conflicts in the Middle East with all sorts of Middle Eastern countries. And and that's what Russia and Ukraine sort of have been. They're they're almost like the white Middle East, you know. So they've always had issues, but in recent years, things have been exacerbated and escalated. Case in point, the NATO expansion into Ukraine is something that Vladimir Putin never wanted. He does not want a foreign power like NATO, a globalist power, a, a United Nations, you know, a one world government apparatus being so close to Russian borders. Now that would be like if uh let's let's say China was expanding in Canada, right? Let's say China was expanding in Canada and they were having Chinese facilities created, Chinese uh, military outposts, Chinese factories, you know, right on the border of Canada and America. Imagine that, right? Do you think that you'd be a little pissed off? Do you think that you wouldn't like that? Would you like China sort of just, you know, knocking on your door right on the other side of the border in Canada? No. 
You wouldn't like that. And that's what's happening in Russia, essentially, with NATO, which is essentially like a globalist organization. It's a bunch of global powers getting together for military reasons. And the United States is the spearhead of it. And they're trying to expand in Ukraine. Then that's bordering Russia. And Russia does not like that. So that's essentially what we're dealing with here. That's essentially sort of the nugget, the root, the nucleus of the conflict in Ukraine today. And I'm not saying Russia is, you know, the good guy here. I'm not saying Russia is without fault. You know, I, I've heard about all sorts of things about Russia, about how, you know, the Soviet Union never died and the phony fall of the Soviet Union and how Russia is still communist and how Russia is still evil. Even after all these years, they just put on a face of of logic, you know, because Putin says at his rallies and, you know, Putin gets rallies, you know, they, they make Donald Trump rallies look small. Putin gets rallies and gets a showing of individuals to come out and cheer him on and support him that make Donald Trump rallies pale in comparison. And, you know, we're not even going to talk about Joe Biden rallies because, well, he doesn't have any. They don't exist. But Vladimir Putin is highly supported in Russia. And in his speeches, in all of his public statements, he says a lot of stuff that I agree with. Whether it's America has been taken away from its spirituality, America lacks God, he doesn't agree with transgender mutilation of children, he doesn't agree with mandatory vaccinations and big pharma injections mandated on his citizens, He never, Russia never complied and bought into the whole global protocol of the COVID, COVID. Russia never bought into it. You know, he's he's against NATO expansion and global governance and the globalists and the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum don't like him too much. I don't know if that's a PSYOP. I don't know if that's a ruse. I don't know if it's a, a, a double cross, triple cross, quadruple cross, octopus cross. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I can just analyze what I see. And if it's a big ruse this entire time, you know, Vladimir Putin's buddies with Klaus Schwab this entire time, and this whole war was just a ruse, you know, maybe, you know, maybe. But if we're going to talk about it in the context of how global society is talking about it, we're, we're going to, we're just going to cover the facts of the matter. Joe Biden has had corrupt dealings in the Ukraine far earlier this this proceeds even when Joe Biden was vice president, okay? He's had corrupt dealings in the Ukraine before, and they really took off when he was vice president. His son Hunter, we all know about Hunter, Mr. Parmesan cheese smoker himself, he had an oil company, he had an energy company, Burisma Technologies, where he made millions of dollars. Joe Biden brags on TV. That we got the prosecutor arrested. We got the prosecutor fired because he was looking into my stuff. And, and, and you know, and I told and I told the president, I told the politicians, you better fire that guy. And son of a bitch, next week he was fired. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. So Biden brags about 
his corrupt mafioso Don dealings in the Ukraine. You know who also brags about his sketchy activity in the Ukraine is a uh, George Soros. Something, something, something dark side. So he sits there and brags as well on TV. And I've played this clip before on Connect Those Dots, but I'll play it again just to remind you. He brags about how he essentially facilitated and was the spearhead of regime change in Ukraine and Western expansion into Ukraine. And uh, George Soros is completely anti-Russian. Remember, George Soros was a Nazi. George Soros is a living Nazi that participated in World War II that rounded up Jews out of their home. Okay, this is who George Soros is. So this is old conflicts. This is old sort of grudges from back in, you know, the, the Hitler times. So George Soros, you know, has a real big heart on for Russia. And just like he puts in his corrupt DAs here in America, just like he implements all of his sort of regime change here in America, he did the same thing in Ukraine already. So here's Soros bragging on TV about how he essentially overthrew Ukraine. Well, I set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, and the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. And it played a, an important part in events now. So that's why we are where we are today. That's why we have people dying. That's why we have hashtag stand with Ukraine. That's why we are forced by our media to care about Ukraine and it's shoved down our throat 24-7 by Hollywood, by the media, by our politicians, etc., etc. And I just sort of gave you the, the distilled, abridged version of it. You know, there, there's more intricacies that I can go into, but, you know, I just want to give you sort of the baseline understanding knowledge of why we actually care about Ukraine and why we're in this conflict right now because most people just don't even know most people don't even know what our goal is in Ukraine we just hear stand with Ukraine Putin bad I mean Kamala Harris literally gets up on a podium and she says Russia big country and Ukraine little country that's why it's bad <laughs> That's what Kamala Harris does. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Bruh. As she's dragging us closer into World War III. And people don't know. People are in the dark. People don't want to do this anymore. The stand with Ukraine dudes, all the people that put it in their bio, all the people that put a Ukrainian flag as their profile picture on Twitter, all of the people that hashtag stand with Ukraine, all the people that, you know, if I saw Putin on the street, I'd kick his ass. <laughs> Putin's a jerk. Putin's a bad guy. I don't know anything about anything. The TV told me everything that I know. Putin bad. Bad man Putin. Just like Trump. Trump and Putin. Trump was friends with Putin, right? No, they had g good geopolitical standing, and that's why Russia didn't make moves on Ukraine. You notice that as soon as Joe Biden gets into office, boom, Russia's making moves on Ukraine. 
And it's not a coincidence that Joe Biden has had corruption going on in Ukraine for years. But uh, Zelensky has been making a tour around, you know, Europe, America, you know, just like all the Joe Biden, the Joe Biden war tour, the Euro war tour. Joe Biden went on a Euro trip <laughs> to bang the drums of war in Europe. And Zelensky's doing the same thing. And he's wearing his sweaters his uh, Balenciaga design sweaters, literally all of the hoodless hoodies that Zelensky wears are designed by the head creative director of Balenciaga. It's just a funny little aside, you know, it's just a funny little, oh, really? Are you kidding me? Really? That one too? Yup, that too is going on. You serious? But Zelensky recently said this, and it's got a lot of people jumping ship off the Ukraine train. I don't know, can you jump ship off of a train? Is it jump train? But whatever. Here's the clip that's got uh, all the Ukraine bros, all of the uh, stand with Ukraine, all of the Ukrainian flag uh, wavers uh, starting to pull back, starting to second guess standing with Ukraine. Here's the clip. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's a nature that we're talking about. And they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. So he's got the interpreter there just saying, uh, you know, stand with Ukraine or else your sons and daughters will pay the price. So basically what he's saying, a lot of people have misinterpreted this as like, support us or, you know, send your sons and daughters to die in Ukraine. What he's actually saying there is once Russia steamrolls us, once big bad Putin comes through and steamrolls us, he's coming for all of Europe next. And then he's coming for you, America. So that's what he's saying to you. Uh, I don't think so. I think he's really just trying to stop NATO expansion on his doors. And I, I, I think NATO is really the one that's poking Russia, you know, because I don't think Russia would really be moving in on Ukraine the way they are with such aggression if it wasn't NATO from the jump. Because Putin has said, I do not want NATO expansion in my bordering countries. So is Putin the bad guy here or is it NATO? Can we get, is, is there two sides to every story or is it just no? You listen to us, we say Putin bad, you agree with it, or you're a Russian agent. I'm a Russian agent, guys. Uh-oh, little old Joe here and connect those dots. Just looking at all lines of inquiry here. Still not saying Russia's the good guy. Because it was an obvious trap by NATO, by the globalists, to get Putin to attack Ukraine. To expand more war, to have more escalation, to have World War III. Because there's nothing that the globalists want more than World War III. And when World War III happens, uh, shouldn't the, uh, the people that put the support Ukraine hashtags and all the Ukrainian flags on all their social medias, shouldn't they be first to uh, sort of go to the front lines and, and really stand with Ukraine? Stand with Ukraine or fall for Ukraine, right? No, no, they're not doing it now. They're like, I don't know about this anymore. I was really wanting to stand with Ukraine. I really wanted to do the, the you know, the current thing. But, you know, my sons and daughters, yeah, I don't want sons and daughters anyways, but, you know, I don't want to die. Sons and daughters, I, mean, I don't want to die. So now that they realize how real this actually is, and it's not just, you know, fun time on social media, uh, you know, virtue signal, social justice warrior nonsense, show your friends how down for the cause you are. By putting a Ukraine flag in your Instagram post. 
They realize that people are actually dying. This is life and death. This is actual war. Yeah, now they're starting to backpedal. And folks, I don't think you understand that America is really the only country. Well, America and Poland for some reason. Poland's really gung-ho about participating in World War III. But whatever. America is really the only one that is so high on their support for Ukraine. You don't really see it around the rest of the world. You don't really see it in the in the EU and the European countries even either. So, does that have something to do with Joe Biden as well? If Joe Biden wasn't our president right now, would if Joe Biden wasn't our president right now, would Russia be expanding into Ukraine? And if they were expanding into Ukraine, right? Let's just say hypothetically that they were. Would America's support for Ukraine be so vehement, be so foaming at the mouth, stand where Ukraine, stand where Ukraine, stand where Ukraine, stand where Ukraine? If Joe Biden wasn't president, just a little something to chew on, just a little something to pontificate. Because the rest of the world, the rest of the countries, ain't so down with Ukraine. A lot of other countries actually support Russia. And all over the world, you're not seeing these protests. All over France, all over Italy, all over the UK. Even in Australia, might There's anti-World War III protests. There's anti-NATO protests. There's anti-Biden protests. Anti-globalism protests. All over the world. You just don't see it here in America for some reason. Because we've been conditioned to stand with Ukraine. But I think that's fading away now. Especially with that latest statement from Zelensky that I played you. Because a lot of people are starting to walk back that unstoppable support for Ukraine that they had a few months ago. So that's the latest on the whole Ukraine situation. And uh, now I'm going to bring up something that is recently occurring... Here in America, a new, a new phenomenon, a new current thing. And it might not seem related to the Russia and Ukraine conflict, but I'm going to tell you how it is. And this is just further escalation into a full-blown World War III. Three years ago... We all got devastated by the spooky 19, the COVID, COVID pandemic, you have to stay in your house, you gotta get vaccinated mate, can't work here if you're not vaccinated, you can't come and eat at this restaurant if you're not vaccinated, COVID, 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 hysteria, 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 test, take your test, wear your mask. I don't know why I always do the, the Australian accent, it's just, it's just fun for me, <laughs> but... The entire planet got globally attacked by this COVID pandemic. Whether you believe it was a pandemic or not, whether you believe the virus is real or not, the entire planet had an unprecedented new social experiment occur with the entire global population, okay? It happened three years ago. And three years ago... We had whistleblowers, we had doctors, we had defense agency people coming out telling us this virus came out of a Wuhan lab in China, 
that was funded by Dr. Fauci's EcoHealth Alliance. That's what Dr. Fauci owns, called EcoHealth Alliance, and another non-governmental organization called the NIH, the National Institute of Health. It's all of these fun, cute names, EcoHealth Alliance, World Health Organization, World Economic Forum... National Institute of Virology, National Institute of Health. And it all sounds so nice to, to help you, to coddle you, to be your savior, to be the guardians of the galaxy, to be your superhero. But they funded, just like we talked about in that Pfizer Project Veritas video, you know, gain of function, directed evolution. It's just a normal thing for these people. It's just a normal thing that goes on at these big pharmaceutical companies and these biotech and these 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 virus laboratories where they mess with viruses and, and mutate viruses. It's mad scientist stuff going on. And it goes on all over the world. And we all knew three years ago that it came out of the Wuhan laboratory, this COVID pandemic. But three years ago, if you said it came out of a Wuhan lab, if you said you came, it came out of China, you'd be canceled on social media, you'd be ridiculed, you'd be called anti-Asian, you'd be called xenophobic, you'd be called every single name in the book if you didn't sit there and repeat the talking point that it came out of a wet market and it was some rotten bat soup that some dude ate in China or, or a pangolin, some guy ate an armadillo, and now we got a global pandemic. They all said it, whether it's CNN, whether it's Jimmy Kimmel, whether it's Stephen Colbert, whether it's The View, The Bitch View, whether it's Howard Stern, Howard Germ, Howard Worm, they all repeated the talking point that it came from some wet market. Oh, this disgusting wet market. To get you afraid that, you know, a pandemic could just pop up anywhere. Some dude eats some bat soup and now we have a new virus that's destroying the planet. Oh my God, it can happen anytime, anywhere, any moment. But also to cover their own ass. Because if we say that this got out of a Wuhan lab, it's going to come back to us. And it's going to show that we funded it. So... That was three years ago. Fast forward to now, all those Mockingbird media shills that I just mentioned, Jimmy Kimmel, Howard Stern, The View, Whoopi Goldberg, Sean Penn, every single globalist talking head mouthpiece puppet little bitch of the establishment is now saying what would have got them banned three years ago. What would have cost them their careers three years ago. Now they got the green light to talk about it. Now you go, you go, you watch The View, you watch CNN, you watch MSNBC, Rachel Madcow, Don Lemon. You watch all these people. They're telling you it came out of a Wuhan lab. Oh, now because we say so, it actually came out of a Wuhan lab. What about all the doctors that got their licenses revoked by telling you it, was, it came from a Wuhan lab? What about all of the people that got their lives ruined, that got canceled, that got fired from their jobs, that told you it came from a Wuhan lab? They got smeared in the media. They got their names assassinated, their characters assassinated. What about them? 
Oh, but now it's okay for Howard Stern to come on here and talk about a Wuhan lab and bash China. Why are we talking about it now? Why is it okay to bash China now? Why is it okay to blame China now? When they sat there and cried in the streets and cried on TV about Donald Trump calling it the Chinese virus or the Wuhan flu, now they can sit here and say China's bad for making a virus. They called you xenophobic. They called you anti-Asian. They started stop Asian hate because of this. And, you know, with the stop Asian hate, we, we figured out that uh, it wasn't white people hitting Asians. So they stopped that stop Asian hate real quick. They, they put a stop to that stop Asian hate real quick when they saw who was perpetrating the hate on Asians. Okay, if you know what I mean. But that's besides the point. Now it's okay to say it came from a Wuhan lab. Now it's okay to blame China. And why do you think that is now? I don't know if you've been noticing yet, but aggression and escalation has been ramping up between America and China and China and the globalists and China in their own geopolitical standpoints, you know, wanting to maintain dominance in East Asia. That's what the whole Taiwan thing is about. They want to invade Taiwan to expand their dominance in East Asia because once they get Taiwan, is Korea next? Is Japan next? Is the Philippines next? You know, these are the things we have to think about. So war is ramping up, not just with Russia and Ukraine, but with China and the globalist apparatus powers that funny enough, they, the globalist created China into what it is now, the surveillance state, the communism, the authoritarianism, the Orwellian systems that they employ in China. It wasn't created by Chinese. It wasn't created by Mao. This is a, China is the blueprint of the globalist model that they want for the entire world. But China is now taking ownership of that model and wants to control it instead of the globalists. Understood? Get it, got it, good? Cool. Get it, got it, good. So, Joe, you haven't explained to me yet. You haven't told me why this pertains to Russia and Ukraine. Just like they want to make Russia and Putin this big bad guy and make every single normie and every single NPC, you know, Russian man bad, Putin man bad, just like orange man bad. They want to put it in the consciousness of the public at large, the collective consciousness, the hive mind of the NPC normies that you hate China now. You don't like China now. Hate China. Hate China. Hate China. And I don't like China. But I don't want to go to war with China. Hey, I might want to liberate China because there's a lot of good people. There's a lot of citizens that suffer in China under their authoritarian rule. But they want to ramp up aggression. They want to ramp up disdain 
towards China because they want World War III. And China and Russia are cozying up together. You know who else is cozying up with China and Russia? India. Saudi Arabia. The United Arab Emirates. Okay? So there are powers across this planet that are aligning together. And war is ramping up. I think by 2024, we are going to see China invade Taiwan, make a real big move on Taiwan. And do you think that uh, America is going to stand with Taiwan like they stand with Ukraine? Maybe they will. Maybe it'll be new hashtag stand with Taiwan. Because they want the American public to support war. It's a very sophisticated sort of mind-bending tactic that they employ. They tug at your heartstrings. They look at Taiwan. Oh, it's this little country. Oh my God, they're being invaded by this big superpower China. Oh, look at Ukraine. It's this little country. It's being invaded by this big superpower Russia. I support them. Now you support war. You understand? Now you're for the war. Just because you support the little guy, you support the underdog, you want to root for the hero against the villain that they've scripted it out for you as. Now you're pro-war. That's deep, bro. That's deep. Now they haven't even given you the option to call for peace. Now they've selected the mindset for you. But at the same time, still tugging on your heartstrings, making you feel like you're a good person because you're supporting the little guy or the perceived little guy. And I'm not saying Ukraine is bad. I, I it's, it's horrible to see the decimation in Ukraine, people dying, people losing their lives. You think I want to see that in Taiwan? You think I want to see that in China? You think I want war? No, I don't. I want peace. But the globalists, the narrative creators, you know how Klaus Schwab says, we will be creating the great narrative, the great narrative, so the, the epoch of the world. We are here to develop the great narrative, a story for the future. In order to shape the future, you have first to imagine the future. You have to design the future. This is the great narrative being scripted right before your eyes. And in their narrative, peace is not an option. They get you to feel good about yourself because you think that you're supporting the little guy, but what you're actually doing is supporting more escalation in war and getting you okay with war. Even though you don't want to die in the war, even though Zelensky says you're going to have to die in this war, and then you stop supporting, you stop standing with the Ukraine... Okay. But you, you want other people to die in a war, but you're going to feel good about yourself because you put a flag in your bio because you put a Taiwanese flag in your bio and you said that you supported the little guy. It's just sick. It's honestly just sickening. And this is how the social engineers, the behavioral psychologists at the top, because it all comes from the top, 
are manipulating global superpowers against each other. Not just the little NPCs, but they're manipulating the politicians against each other as well for the globalist ultimate goals of crisis. More crisis creates more control. The more crisis we have, the more we are able to come in as the savior and create our own control systems to solve the crisis. We talk about this on Connect Those Dots all the time. So that's where we're heading. That's where we're heading if we can't call for peace and get a mass understanding that this is only going to accelerate war and it's going to create World War III. CNN can't wait to get the ratings. I mean, seriously, this is how sick these people are. They cannot wait to have their little scroller at the bottom of their screen and say, World War III rages on. WW3 rages on. Just like the Project Veritas video of the CNN guy, head writer guy, saying that um, we have to shift gears to climate change. Just like we got everybody to hate Trump, and just like we got everybody to be afraid of COVID, we're shifting gears to climate change, and that's going to be our new push to, you know, d d control the minds of the masses. He said it. They're going to latch on to it. They've already announced in her office that once the public is will be open to it we're going to start focusing mainly on climate um uh climate like global warming and like that's going to be our next like um i don't know like what's the word um it's, our, it's going to be our focus. Like, uh, like our, our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So that's like the next pandemic, like story, like that will, yeah, that will, will be to death. So just imagine when World War Three really pops off hot. They're gonna foam at the mouth. As brief as it may be, maybe they'll get a few days to talk about World War III before everything shuts down, before the cyber attack come for everybody, before the nukes drop, before the EMPs pop off. They might get a few days, they might get a few weeks, but imagine the ratings that we'll get when we put World War III. This is how sick these people are. This is how sick the globalist world controllers are. And this is how their corruption trickles down into everything that they touch, where people from the media don't even care. And you heard it just in that Veritas clip I just played for you. You know, you heard it. They don't care. In fact, what they care about is messing with you. That is what they care about. The funny thing is that they care, but not in a human way, not in a sympathetic way, not in an empathetic way where you're going to put yourself in the other person's shoes. We're going to treat thy neighbor as you want to be treated. They care in doing the exact opposite. They care in destroying you. That's what they care about. They care about their ratings. They care about, we had the biggest ratings increase when we were talking about COVID and when we were bashing Trump 24-7. We got to get those ratings back up. They don't care that you're dying. They don't care that you're 
being lied to and you're messing around with your own life because of lies. But, you know, I'm digressing. And it brings me to my third topic that I'm going to tie in as well. Been going on for a few weeks, probably for a good solid month now. The entire month of February was the balloon month, the month of balloons, the month of things going on in the sky, lasers in the sky in Hawaii, all sorts of nonsense, all sorts of stuff. And I don't, I'm not saying it's nonsense. I'm just saying, you know, it's weird and it's all happening at the same time for a reason, right? Everything happens for a reason. Everything gets rolled out for a reason. Everything is brought to your attention for the goal of molding your perception. They don't just show you something like, oh, hey, take a look at this. No, they want to show you something to get you to think a certain way. What have we essentially been talking about this entire episode? It's all about perception manipulation. Controlling what you see and then therefore controlling how you behave and what you think and the choices you will make because of that manipulated perception now manipulating your thoughts and behaviors. That's what we've been talking about this entire episode. From getting you to hate Vladimir Putin, getting you to stand with the Ukraine, big country versus little country. Three years ago, you'll be banned, you'll be fired, you'll have your life ruined if you say anything about a Wuhan lab. Now fast forward to where we are now. We have every shameless, soul-sucked, Hollywood shill that made deals with the devil like Howard Stern, Willoughby Goldberg, Jimmy Kimmel, all of them that made fun of you for saying a Wuhan lab. Now they're saying it's a Wuhan lab. All the people that called you anti-Asian, xenophobic, now they hate China. It's all about perception manipulation. And with the the Wuhan lab thing, they could have got you to hate China before, but they didn't want you hating China then. They wanted you hating, I don't know, white supremacists? They wanted you hating anti-vaxxers, anti-lockdown people? They wanted you hating anybody that was telling you the truth. Well, they still want you hating, but that's, you know, par for the course. But what's the difference is now they're ready to start grazing you into hate in China. You know, that's what the balloon things are about. And that's, you know, what what everything's about. It's about grazing you into, leading you into that right window of time, just that right moment where they can start manipulating you and it's going to be more effective in their manipulation tactics and it's going to better serve their goals. So February, we saw all these things flying around. We saw all these balloons, everything being shot out of the sky. What's going on in the sky? Is it a UFO? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it Superman? Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Is it an alien? You know, I'm sure if the aliens, you know, came to Earth, you know, they traveled through galaxies and 
black holes and and warp speed. I'm sure they came here in a hot air balloon. Bruh. You know, but that's besides the point. It's about the reason we're seeing all these stories, the reason we saw all these stories, the reason that we're going to be seeing an uptick in these stories. Just like the crashes as well. And I'm talking about the crashes. I'm talking about East Palestine, Ohio. I'm talking about every single day now, we are seeing a derailment, a crash, an infrastructure collapse, an environmental crisis, a real environmental crisis, not a fake environmental crisis. Where are you at, Greta? Blah, 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 blah. We are seeing catastrophic occurrences happening every week, every day. Things falling out of the sky, what have you. You name it, you're going to be seeing it soon. It's about conditioning you. It's what Klaus said already. Crisis, 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 crisis upon crisis. Crisis, crisis, crisis. Getting you to accept that, I guess things just fall out of the sky now, you know? I guess foreign enemy air balloons, you know, just fly over our country and surveil us now, you know? I guess that's something that just happens, you know? Trains derail and poison chemicals get released into the air, released into the water, released into the soil, you know? That's just something that happens now, oh, all of these food manufacturing plants, you know, just going up in smoke, just blowing up sky high. I guess that's just something that happens now. Oh, eggs cost me $20 a carton now. Oh, I guess that's just the way it is now. Da, 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 da. Oh, I need to, there's a cyber attack. All the lights are out. Oh, I just, I, I guess that's just the way it is now. Up, oh, a nuke fell and hit. California and hit the West Coast? The entire West Coast has just been wiped out by a nuke from Russia? I guess that's just the way it is now. Oh, I have to take a microchip in my hand to buy and sell everything now? I, I managed to survive the nuke and the cyber attack and the societal collapse? Oh, I have to take a microchip in my hand to buy and sell and be surveilled constantly with surveillance under the skin for the rest of my life? Surveillance under the skin? Oh, I guess that's just the way it is now. Whoop, whoop, doo doop doo doo. Here's my chip, sir. Can I get my soy protein bug bar now? There it is. There it is. This is what this leads towards. If this isn't stopped, if this isn't, if the course isn't changed here, I mean, this is what this leads towards. This is revelation. This is the Bible. This is biblical. This is huge. And you can believe in the Bible or not believe in the Bible. But this is what the world controllers want to create. So, as I say all the time on Connect Those Dots, one of two things are happening here. Either the, the biblical prophecy is correct, and John the Revelator had a vision from God, and he saw the future, and he wrote it down. Or, or 
John the Revelator is just a great science fiction writer, and he wrote this incredible dystopian novel called Revelation in the Bible, right? He wrote this dystopian science fiction novel. He's just a great novelist, John the Revelator. And the, the world controllers, the puppet masters, the people that pulled the strings, you know, they were ju they're just so inspired by what John the Revelator wrote in the Bible. And, you know, they just want to bring that to life because they're just such evil people. Or John the Revelator was right. And these people are demonically influenced by a higher being. A demonic spirit. An alien, if you will. Essentially, it's alien. It's not human. It's not of this world. So that's what we're dealing with right here. The depiction that I just laid out for you, spoiler alert, that's that's what's going to happen. I'm scared. So honestly, I just recommend we all get on our knees and pray. Whether you believe in Christ, whether you believe in God, whether you're an atheist, whatever, just try it out. Go into a room by yourself, get on your knees, pray, connect, let the stream of consciousness just come out of you. You don't have to try hard. That's always the thing that people say, I don't know how to pray, it's hard for me to pray. Just get on your knees and let your thoughts just come out of you and see what happens see what happens see if any change comes in your life might not happen tomorrow might not happen next week but it might happen within the hour try it out pray for an awakening pray to avoid world war 3 pray to avoid the globalist beast system. Pray to spare the children the suffering that will come if this occurs, if these escalations continue, if we continue on this path of destruction that we are on right now. Pray for it. See what happens. Or prove me wrong. If you don't believe in prayer, prove me wrong. Pray and then be like, hey, Joe, I prayed last week. Nothing happened. <laughs> keep trying it. Keep trying to keep proving me wrong. If nothing happens, all right, prove me wrong. But I bet you won't. I bet you will see something that touches you. And that's the power of prayer, really. I mean, I don't do that this much on Connect Those Dots, but... Try it out. Try praying. Try connecting yourself to a higher power. Try tapping into that divinity that we all have sparked within us as human beings, as souls. Because I know the news that I report on here on Connect Those Dots doesn't make you feel good. And you always say, and this is the thing that I always get from people, you know, all the time. What can we do about it? What can we do about it? There's nothing we can do about it. It's just going to happen. Well, you can pray at least if you feel that you're so powerless and that you have no control and that it's just inevitable, it's just going to happen, whoop did he dip did he do if the nukes fall and I still survive, if the cyber attack happens and I still survive, if the societal collapse happens and I still survive, I'll just, you know, take their microchip and see what happens. Well, 
if you truly don't want that to happen, I would think that you can spare the effort, that you can have enough time in the day to carve out five minutes to just pray. See what happens. Go for it. I recommend it. Because if you truly think that we can't do anything about it and World War III is inevitable, and that societal collapse is inevitable, and that dominoes of crises will only continue to topple, why wouldn't you pray? pray.